Welcome to the Sarah Centrella Show. Join best-selling author, master life coach, and manifesting expert Sarah Centrella as she shares tips, tools, and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream life. It's time to hustle and thrive. Now, here's your host, Sarah Centrella. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Sarah Centrella Show. And today I have a special treat for you. One of my good friends and mentors, I would totally put you in that category, Katino, um, is on the show today and just has so much wisdom, both in obviously sports. Uh, Katino Mobley is, is my guest today, but you know, 10 year NBA vet, you, you know, have been everywhere when it comes to success um, on the court, but what you've done after that and what you've done with your platform on just a lot of different topics that we're going to dive right into today, everything from parenting and fatherhood and, um, but then just a lot of wisdom around how one of the things I really want to get into with you is ego. You and I have had a lot of great conversations about that. So welcome everybody to the show, Katina Mobley. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why I'm so great uh, because of, I guess, the wisdom. Yeah, there you I- go. I mean, own it. <laughs> it's yeah, worth it's okay. so totally own it. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for us to have this conversation, you know, because we've had many conversations over the last year or so um, that have just really stuck with me. And I think it's rare when you run across somebody and you can have like-minded conversations and you challenge each other's kind of thought process and you learn from, from someone else. I mean, that to me is, is like the magic, right. In a bottle. And I think we've had, uh, quite a few of those where they've really stuck with me and <clears throat> helped me to um, think about things in a different way. So before we get kind of get into all of that and you sharing some of your wisdom, one of the things I love to do on this show is learn a little bit about your backstory and, you know, how you got to the success that you got to, what did that look like? Like, can you take us all the way back to like when the dream of, of basketball started for you and what that journey was like? I mean, for me, um, I was super blessed to have, uh, come into this world with four parents. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was really young. Um, and I guess, you know, listen, being young and not just being, uh, a woman, but a black woman from South Carolina and, you know, father, you know, my grandfather was beating my grandmother and my grandmother took all the kids and left and went to Philadelphia. And then she met my father and the rest was history when it came to that. But <clears throat> my mom was blessed to um, have a, a loving family, uh, you know, uh, despite my grandfather's yeah. um, impatience and I guess how he was raised because it's a lot to do with that. You know, how, how our parents, parents were raised, you know, if they thought, was it the right thing or not? I I didn't go through that with people beating my mom or grandmother. I mean, you know, when I saw it, um, or my dad and my stepmom, I was raised around a lot of love. Um, and, um, you know, the crazy thing is the, the men in my life, uh, gave more, uh, physical affectionate love with the hugs and the kisses than the women did. The women were more acts of service, uh, you know, cleaning and cooking and, you know, doing those things. And, you know, it came from South Carolina, you know, they they just something they did. And we have to really understand those things. And I think at a very young age, 
I never questioned what love looked like um, because I had so much, I had so much of it at the time. I think we start to question those things when things are rocky um, right. in our lives. Um, again, I don't, I don't, I don't have that answer, but I do have um, the conversation to start. How do we get to the answer? Uh, but you know, again, going back to for me, uh, my mom picked an amazing man and my stepfather to love me and love us. And my dad picked an amazing um, stepmother to love me and to love my brothers and sisters. So, um, and all of them loved each other. So uh, for me, uh, I come from love. Yeah, that's uh, amazing and rare, I feel like, you know, to be able to have that on both sides. You'd never really hear that. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an alien. <laughs> it's, I, it's, I love it. I mean, how lucky, like you said, you're so lucky to come from four parents, you know, that you had that, that double love and, and that the people that they picked loved you genuinely as well as that's pretty incredible. So I'm, I mean, I'm guessing it influences you a lot as a parent too. It, it does. Uh, we are a very loving household. I'm, I'm a single father uh, by choice, of course. Um, there's so many different things that I have to find out more about myself before I want yeah. to share it with anyone else, um, good and bad. Um, and then while I'm doing that, being my best version helps my children become their best. I yeah. see a lot in my children. I have I have three biological and then one adopted, uh, so four total. Um, so uh, all of them, um, even the adopted one, um, he's 24. Uh, three boys, one girl. Girl's the youngest. Her name is Sam. And uh, she's the, I guess she along with the love that we already share, she's the one that kind of brings it to another level of, of, of that female kind right. of species of love. Um, and, uh, you know, I find is all of them have a, a, a little bit of me in them. Um, yeah. Right. And it's uh, crazy to see that evolve. Right. And to see that in a 10 year old girl, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like both the good and probably the qualities you weren't necessarily trying to pass on. There's like, oh, well, that's me. I see that. <laughs> right, right. What, how has it changed you being a girl dad? You know, because you have three boys that were older um, and you mentioned it, the energy is definitely different having that female energy. What do you think that has changed about you as a person, but, you know, also your life parenting a woman? If you know, future woman. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, uh, I had this discussion with, um, with a, a female and, um, it's a person that I had dated at one point in time. This is a long time ago and we're good friends. And, um, I grew up and it's, it's, it's so weird and complicated. I'm going to try to shorten this um, explanation. Uh, but, um, and this is, um, a part of, uh, how I, uh, how I raised my daughter and how my daughter raised me. Maybe that's another yeah, good book. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's a book for men out there. <laughs> right. 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 Um, I, I think the insecurities that we all possess with inside ourselves, uh, identifying them um, and then understanding why you're attracted to the individual you're attracted to. Um, uh, you know, I, uh, so for me, when we had this discussion, uh, my ex at that time, um, she said uh, she went through relationships and I, I guess I kind of mentor her through those things and things yeah. like, 
um, and afraid of abandonment. A lot of people don't accept that they are afraid of abandonment, okay. right? Um, I'm one person who's not afraid of abandonment because I come from love. A lot of love, yeah. Right. So um, me being alone is actually my sanctuary. It's OK. Right. I think it is OK. My daughter wants to, you know, uh, camp out of her room for a minute. It's OK because we go yeah. for our walks. We talk. We love. We hug. We kiss. We do those things. Now, I'm not saying that's the cure that you can't feel lonely, because even if you do have growing up with love, I'm just saying that's my my way. Yeah, it gives you security. There's a sense of security and you don't have that sense of abandonment or right. it being temporary. Right. So yeah. she said, uh, she said, when you when you get uh, when we have our disputes or whatever, when it was at the time she was younger than me, uh, you know, you would actually just get distant. You would, wouldn't speak. And for me, that was a form of abandonment. And then I would go in this hyper crazy, like what's about to happen kind of yeah. thing, because it's the instability of not knowing. Right. And, um, you know, I thought about that. I'm like, wow, like I do do that because. Me growing up, I always wanted to please. Um, and, you know, from playing sports, right? Football, yeah. basketball, boxing, boxing. If you don't listen, you're going to get knocked out. Football, you're going to get crushed. You know, basketball, you're going to lose. It's going to happen. You know, and, and, listen, and thinking about those different, um, I guess, you know, when you when you have those losses, they're actually silver linings because now you got to learn how to protect yourself. And in which way is that? Is it listening? Um, is it training harder? Uh, um, is it communicating better? Like this is li actually life lessons. Right. So I, I said to myself one day, my, my, my daughter did something. And because, because my ex said this, I said, you know what? I've, I've grown big time because not only speaking to one of my therapists, not only speaking to one of my therapists, I, I, um, I noticed that I did that. And as soon as I did it, um, cause I was really, I was really upset because my daughter had hurt my feelings. Right. And uh, parents don't, especially, I guess, I'm listen, I've never been a female, but, you know, um, fathers don't tell their daughters or sons, listen, that hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's not for you to um, um, take care of my feelings, but it is for you, but it is for me to acknowledge you that what you did yeah. was not right to thing be aware. To between yeah. us right so because how else are kids supposed to know you know and, mm -hmm. and you're right i don't think that most people have those conversations with their kids i absolutely do i'll, I'll be like hey what you just did hurt me and here's why these are the mm -hmm. things like you have to explain that like how else are they gonna learn that they're, they're not gonna learn until they're 20 or 30 years old until right. they get into like a fight with a partner or something like i want to teach them that skill i want to teach them how to recognize when they've hurt someone's feelings <laughs> and then what to do to make it right Right. So I yeah, I love that you do that and that you brought that up because I, it, I don't think a lot of parents maybe do that. Yeah, no, I mean they don't do it. One is because they they don't acknowledge or they don't understand. It's hard, you know. It's very hard to do certain things. I'm gonna get back to that in a second to, to finish my explanation. But it's very hard to uh, identify or teach something that's not inside you. Right. Um, first of all, you have to, uh, you know, it has to become inside you for you to be able to do it. Right. I only, I only can teach what I know or I can show what I know. Um, but going back to my daughter, uh, it was something simple, but yet very powerful to me. Um, because the smallest lie or the smallest thing can become the biggest thing and positive and negative. Right. Cause I always teach about, um, and from my mentors, I always teach about small disciplines, uh, create an amazing day, right? So you collect your W's daily uh, to have an amazing month and that month turns into years and those years 
before you know it, you become a successful person, right? Yeah. Because you're collecting small data, right? The compound interest of yeah. life. Stacking um, wins. Yeah, stacking your days, right? Um, so uh, she came in the house, and I'm a stickler. And when she jumps on my bed, I'm like, listen, it's your feet, you know, are you, did you shower, blah, right. blah. And then you can just lay on my bed all day you want. So um, I'm in the movie theater, and <clears throat> and uh, my son, one of my sons are in there with me. Uh, actually, my 13-year-old's in there with me, Miles. And she comes in. I'm like, listen, before you jump on my bed, because for whatever reason, she doesn't like her own room when she comes to, like, relax until she goes to sleep. She wants to come in my room because I don't know my room's bigger. I, don't, I have no yeah, yeah. energy, whatever. She gets all so that she, love. <laughs> right, right. So so she comes in my room. So before she comes to my room, I'm like, listen, make sure you take a shower. So she comes back out. She goes, she goes out the room and comes back in maybe, like, three or four minutes later. I'm like, did you take a shower? And she's yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, Your, first of all, hair's not... You know, when right, right. Like, I'm like, well, that's not true. And I, I don't think you're telling me the truth. I did. I did. She's swearing up and down. So my son's looking like he's like kind of like laughing, like you didn't take a shower. Because she put the same clothes back on. Right, right. That right. And so she's like, gone for three minutes. So you're like, mm. right. Yeah. So I made this a big thing. So now I went into the I went into my bathroom and I looked and the, the, the floor's not wet. It's nothing. So I'm yeah. like. She's like, I promise you I did. I said, Sam, I said, you're scaring me right now because you're taking something so small and making it so big. Or maybe it's me. But right now, usually when you take showers, this happens, this happens, this happens, and this happens. I'm just talking about not your body. You could have right. not even, your hair could not even been wet. But everything in this shower, the shower is bone dry, the floor is dry, and the towels are not wet. I, I need you because you're scaring me because yeah. I want to be able to trust you. Absolutely. I said, there's, there's a few things in life. That's the currency that God's giving you that guess what? You can just give away. Right. What? And, and it's a waste. You know what I'm saying? I said, two of those things is time. And then it's trust. Like if you give those things away, yeah. like it's, it, I, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you're crying wolf. I don't know if some guy did this yeah. to you. I don't know if your mom did this to you. I have no clue. I said, but right now I'm really scared and I'm upset. So she's like, I did, I did, I did. And I said, you know what? I think you're not telling me the truth. I think you're lying. And that hurts my feelings because I want to be able right. to trust you. Right. So she stuck with it. So she stuck with it. She said, I promise I did, I did, I did. And then I was quiet for a few hours. Right. So, cause I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm a big person who I, I think internally. Right. And, yep. and I'm like, is it possible that she could have done that? And why would you go that far? Well, people do go that far because they yeah, don't want yeah. to point the other person. So I'm going through all this there. Yep. So then I, and then when it's time, almost time to go to sleep, I'm like, listen, I'm going to tell you this. I said, I'm sorry for the last couple of hours of me just like this to myself, but I had to gather myself, but you hurt my feelings because I would not lie to you ever. I said, I will I will have to tell you the truth and then we'll figure out all the repercussions after that. But I always taught you guys, you can make as many mistakes as you want, but you did, you don't get to choose consequences. They pick themselves and you just got to deal with them. So if you, whether you showered or not, it's over with me right now. Whether you showered or not, you have to live with what you said. Right. Now I got to live and know that what you said was truthful. Please don't, please in the future, do not get to a point where what you say it's not the truth. 
So I said that, I gave her a kiss, and then I let it go. But it bothered me so much. But I did this with other people in my life where I'm a I'm a firm believer in telling the truth. You tell me, my stepfather used to tell me this to my dad. If you, t- I don't care if you burned down a house. I don't care if you stole a million dollars. I don't care if you, I, I skipped the SAT exam. Yeah. Okay, I was, I was such anxiety that I was going to fail it. I skipped it. And the only person I told was my stepfather. Right? Yeah. So, I, I, like, it was... I believe in like, listen, I don't care what it is. I can help you through it. We can get through it, but I just because need there's to trust. First. Yeah. Right. Like there's trust. And I am such a huge, it's my number one non-negotiable because mm-hmm. if you're going to lie about a small thing, yes. inconsequential and doesn't matter, then 100% you're lying to me about bigger things. And that is just, I have really almost zero. I'm very upfront about it in the very beginning and I have mm-hmm. no tolerance for it after that because my, I was raised where my parents were like, okay, you, you have our trust until you break it. The minute you break it, like all bets are off. And so it, that methodology worked for me because I didn't ever want to break it. I didn't want to find out what would happen if I broke it. And I raised my kids the same way. Hey, I trust you. That is assuming you're going to communicate with me and you are, we're going to talk and you're going to be truthful. The minute that doesn't happen and I find out, you know, you've lied or been untruthful, all bets are off. When trust is broken, it just changes the game for everything. And I, I love that in your parenting, you're teaching those lessons. There's so many parents <clears throat> just, and I get it. You know, I'm a single mom. I've been a single mom for 15 years. There are days you just want to get through the day, right? You just want to give your kids something to eat. You want some quiet, some peace and whatever. But we have to remember as parents, like we have such a responsibility to teach our kids literally everything, like how they show up, how their characters, how all of that stuff. So what, I mean, are there some things that, that you consciously kind of do with the kids where you're, you know, teaching them lessons like the one you just described, yeah, uh, explained? Yeah. Or- so, th- so there's two things that I-, I wanted to finish also um, about uh, raising a daughter is what you asked me for yeah. there. So I think, um, and then I'm going to get back to the question, this question that you, because it leads up to that. Um, I, I think, um, you know, we, it's mandatory in our household that we kiss and we hug in the mornings. Um, we, we, we all gather in a room after school and after my son goes, my oldest sons go to work and we talk about life where we just sit there in silence, but we're around each other, listening to music or watching through podcasts or TV. It doesn't matter, but we're in that room together yeah. for a little bit of time. Um, uh, and usually, you know, during the school year is kind of busy because kids doing sports and then the boys are, you know, work and blah, blah, blah. But I think with my daughter, um, she's a little different, um, of course, being a female, but it's, um, as much hugs and kisses as I give my boys, um, uh, uh, let's say women species, female species, right. uh, need a little more um, um, detailed attention, Yeah, uh, uh, I would say. Um, whether you like it or not, or amused or not, um, um, helping them build their confidence and creative mind, um, just like boys, but helping them build their constant of creative mind and, and self-worth um, is huge, right? Um, you know, if I don't like makeup, it's not for me to say, oh, you can't wear makeup. You know, I brought my my daughter, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, a vanity and, uh, yeah. you know, makeup and we go to Safari and Alta and, all, and I let her, ex- you know, experience these type of things. And, but yet let her know too, is like, you know, makeup doesn't make you beautiful, Right. right. It's just right. a mask. It's just yeah. a mask that, um, 
you know, and I try to give them different points of life and, and especially her, um, you know, uh, a gift, um, you know, whether it's from me or anybody else, you got to understand where it comes from and, and who it comes from. Um, and then there's different types of intentions uh, when people give you things in life. Um, not saying be a pessimist uh, because a lot of stoic and philosophers were, um, I guess you would say pessimistic right. uh, with, with optimistic um, turnouts, with, but, but that deals with oneself and how we choose to uh, respond to these different issues or situations. Um, <clears throat> and um, I, I think in encouraging on a regular, letting them do and, and make mistakes, but be there to, to not, um, I guess, uh, uh, answer the, the, the challenge, but uh, guide them and help them uh, while they're, while they are experiencing their own world, because we all live in our own little bubble of life. Um, right. And uh, we can expand that the, the more courageous we are. Um, and, and, you know, cause listen, I don't know your mother and your father, but I've, I've expanded my, there's a preconceived notion that you come into life in, and then there's one that you make a preconceived notion of the world. And then there's the one that you make of yourself. Um, and the mine's just that much bigger than my mom and my dad's because they've right. been nowhere. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, that's what I was making a joke, but I think it's actually a, something good is, um, I'm raising my daughter while my daughter raised me, <laughs> you no, know, my kind of kids have definitely raised yeah. me. They've taught me more lessons than any guru I've ever you know, read or anything else. I mean, I'm, I learn every day from my kids. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I, I think, I think that's what it is. Um, and then, you know, listen, we're going to all go through our phases of um, who we are and there's two things, uh, you know, what you say and how you act uh, kind of tells who you are. Um, and, um, uh, you know, if you say a lot and don't do, excuse my language, shit yeah. <laughs> that tells people, right. Yeah. And uh, you're full if, of it. <laughs> exactly. And if, if you, if you do a lot of things, depending on if it's good or bad, right. That's intentions. Um, you know, people will evaluate that as well. So, um, I, I teach my daughter, I don't care if you hangry or, you know, this is happening, that's happening it doesn't give you the right to treat people a certain way because this is happening. There's millions right. of women that went through this and some of them, well, the majority of them have conquered that and did this to become better as an individual. So I don't think, uh, you know, you losing money as a father or, a little, or whatever it is, like that doesn't mean you come in the house yelling at people about the lights and, you know, punching people and hitting women because of this, that, whatever. That's, that's not a reasoning to be mean or bad to people. Yeah. Um, and I think we are okay with these different types of, um, regular behaviors in life. Or, oh, well, you know, he's too Excuse it twos. way too often, yeah. Oh, it's terrible twos. You got to let him, oh, it's this. Oh, you know, she's hungry. Oh, it's no, 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 yeah. no. No, I, I don't believe in those things. And I think people in general are weak because now it's time to do the hard work to make sure that when they get older, they're helping others become stronger. Yeah. Right. And we and again, we were again, like you said, you know, your parent, you, know, you just want to come in and sometimes you just want to do X, Y and Z. Not saying we have to talk all the time and I have to correct you all the time or help you put it that way all the time. But when time does per permit, it's like me coaching. I coach my sons. In a, well, I can give them a scheme to, to, to do or whatever it is, the boys, and they can mess up. It's not for me to correct them right then and there. Sometimes you got to let them let the game flow. Yeah. Now, if I keep seeing the same pattern one, two, three, four times, I got to nip that one in the bud so that pattern doesn't instill with inside the body. Right. The mind. 
And sometimes right. having that correction right then and there helps, right? Because they know exactly what they just did. Right. Like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. So, I, I, you know, for me, um, uh, that's with my daughter, what I do with my daughter in, in a nutshell. And I know that was a lot. Um, it's just learning how to respect her. But then too, is I have to respect myself, right? Yeah. I'm waking up early in the morning. I'm meditating. I'm reading. I'm writing. I'm exercising. I walk three miles a day, no matter what. Um, then I come back and I do more. I make my bed. She sees I make my bed. So, and my boys see the same thing. I wash, I cook, I clean. I do all my stuff. Uh, just for let the boys know and let my daughter know that listen, men are capable men of doing can this. Do it, well, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they're capable of doing this as well. When my boys wash their clothes and then when they go to sleep, I you know I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I'm putting them in the dryer. Uh, my daughter, I I'm showing I'm showing them that it's okay to coexist. I'm right. showing them that it's okay to you know be independent, but understand um, not to a point where you know, um, it's, it's, it's where you don't think you need anyone. We all need each other. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so yeah, so we, uh, we are a family. Um, and, um, I'm very, uh, choosy of, you know, the dating and all that stuff, because now that person is taking up time and energy of what you're trying to do to help, uh, these, uh, younger creatures, uh, become the best version of themselves. Right. Absolutely. Even if it's an amazing yeah. person that's out yeah. there, uh, you have to be uh, very uh, careful of um, the, the, again, like I said before, right? Time and trust of the time that you, you're giving away now because, uh, you know, they're looking at you even when you're not even paying attention. Yeah, so. that's how I always felt too. I was like, I'm, <clears throat> I, I don't want to divert my time into something that is going to like siphon it away from my kids when that is my main responsibility, especially you know, for 10, 15 years when they're young, like that, that's my job, right. <laughs> to, to guide them, to be there, to be present and not to just kind of like spill my energy wherever. Um, and I, I love that. Cause you, a, you don't see a lot of single dads who are full-time single dads or really stepping up as single dads. Um, and you really don't see a lot that are being that intentional about how they're raising their kids. So what advice do you have for fathers, single or not, um, on just kind of how to, how to do that, how to be present, how to really like step up and be that involved in your kid's life? Yeah, I, I think first it's um, having a vision of what you want to be, right? Um, and if you already have children now, you have to figure that out and, and understand, um, uh, uh, what, what the priorities are. Um, and I think first is your priority. Like who are you, where are you at, um, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, yeah. and I think that's what helps you. Um, I, you know, I, again, I, people, uh, when I, when I say money isn't happiness, you know, people's like, well, you have money. So you're, and that's like, no, that's not how it works. I wish everyone had it. So then you can understand exactly your limitations of life. Right. Um, right. But uh, and then being a father, uh, I think just the mother would say, "Oh, just being involved." But again, too is, you know, she that's all relative. What does that really mean to her? It could be, it could be, I'm paying every single thing, even what you're doing, and I'm home at night just to tuck him in bed, and boom, and you know, your life is great. That's well, that that's not great for me. Right. right. I want. I want to know the pediatrician. I want to know the dentist. I want to know them closely. I want to know, you know, uh, the principal, the vice principal. I want to be a part of, uh, you know, my kids, uh, which I am, 
you know, where it's, uh, you know, there's the classroom moms. I'm a classroom dad, right? So, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's like, what do you need me to do? I go up into the school and I'm just so happened that they let me sit into class and watch how the kids do, right? Because, um, you know, I went to school for behavior, right? So, uh, you know, I, I just, it's not just my daughter. That's the only thing I can go here. I can go with my sons. Actually, I do go with my sons and everybody, you know, lets me do that. So, I'm Catino. You, like, you coach your sons, you know, so you yeah. love them and there too. It's, yeah. Right. Right. So, I mean, again, I, I'm saying that to say like I'm some normal person, you know, I, I did play in the NBA. I was once a star. So I, I get a little more privileged than a lot of people. But I would say to fathers out there uh, to really focus on yourself, uh, you're, you're um, reading more. I think I think, the, you know, one of the things, Sarah, um, in life is the more you read, the better you become. It's how right. it expands your mind, right? It's how you yeah. get new ideas. It's how you challenge your old ideas. It's how absolutely. And not to mention, it's just so cognitively good for you. <laughs> it's so good for your focus. It's so good for, you know, so many things, but most people don't do it anymore. You know, I feel like it's kind of an, a lost art. I mean, I listen to a lot of audible. I call that reading. It's not, but anyway. <laughs> no, but I mean, listen, it's still the same. It's the repetitive. Still learning, right? right? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. It's not so much as the, the reading part, because you're still inside your head, you still hear that noise, right? When I'm, I'm reading something, you still hear that noise. Yeah. And I, I think um, uh, for for fathers out there, and once you kind of gather up, you know, my 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 children's friends or, you know, uh, uh, the school that they go to, um, just their environment around them, um, um, if I can work around that, um, you know, uh, it, 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 now think about this. It, it, you have a child and... For the next eight years, my daughter, my son's 13, so the next five years, six years. And then my my daughter's 13. I mean, my daughter's um, uh, 10. So she has for the next eight years, nine years of grade school, high school. Right. So I say to myself, let me focus on molding the best, strongest individual. How do I do that? And this is a message to fathers and mothers. Well, guess what? I got to, they're teaching me how I can become my best, reading more, exercising more, being better a person, being more thoughtful, listening better, right? Communicating better, like yeah. those things. And then uh, when you're around them, make sure you're present. All right. That's a big phone, one. That yeah. is a big one. Yeah. Be, make yeah. sure you're mentally present. Being <laughs> mentally present is huge. And putting, putting down your phone, I remember when my kids were little and, you know, they would be in the living room, the girls would maybe be playing dolls or they'd be playing Legos or whatever. And as the parents, especially as a single parent, you're trying to get dinner on the table or you're doing all this other stuff. And I, I remember always being very cautious of, all right, turn the stove off for a minute, put the phone down, stop doing what I'm doing, stop folding laundry, just get on the floor and play for 10 minutes, like be in that moment, be part of like their little conversation that they're having. And, you know, as they grow, my teenagers now, my son's off at college, obviously, but, you know, it's a little harder when, you know, they're 16 and they would rather not have all those conversations. But because we've created all those traditions, we do the same thing. You know, we have dinner together every single night. We watch a show together in the same room every single night. So there's no like, I'm not going to see you today, right? We have all these traditions that are built in from the time they were born, essentially, mm -hmm. that I kept, kept and built on, you know, even though it was just me. And I think like that is really important, like understanding you don't get these moments back. You don't, you know, they don't, 
get back to two again. They don't get back to 10 again. And so being present, it's huge. Yeah. yeah huge. Yeah. So my daughter, uh, my oldest son does everything that I do. He wakes up, he reads in the morning. He he knows how to cook. He cleans. He does his, he does everything I do. Now, he doesn't do it as fast as I want him to do it. All but right. the point is, he's only 23 years old, and he's building himself to be an amazing man. Absolutely. Uh, he's super, he's, he's super, been modeling what he's been seeing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's super caring um, as an individual. He's super sweet. Um, you know, um, and then my 13 year old is like, you know, teaching him how to cook. Now my daughter already knows how to cook. I think people on yeah. Instagram are seeing that, uh, because she's more of the curious one in the kitchen and what book are you reading dad? And, you know, those things, she's been doing that since she was a little girl, right? right. Because, um, she, I, I read to, I've read to her every single night since she was born all the way until that maybe I think the age of eight years old is when she started reading to me for her. It's just a habit that she has. Yeah, which is an amazing habit to instill in her, like yeah. the value of that. I mean, I, yeah. I love that. And she's seeing it, right? She's seeing yeah. you do it and you have value to that as well. What yeah. um, what last bit of advice would you give our listeners? We have you know a lot of entrepreneurs out there. We have a lot of people out there working on their dreams, whatever those are, working on their goals. What's something that has helped you achieve success that you think would would speak to anybody? Um, I think to achieve success, you have to first understand what you love doing without getting paid to do it. Mm. Uh, you know, some people, they chase the money. Um, and then when they get the money, they don't really understand exactly who they are. Right. Um, I think we need to be really careful of chasing the money opposed to finding out what happiness means to you. So I think when a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and people like that, they they also they always chase the money, right? So then now you got to ask yourself the influence and the ambition, right? There's there's like legitimate ambition, right? And and it's 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 at the service of others, right? Mm -hmm. So right. Le legitimate ambition is at the service of others. It's not at the expense of others, right? Right. So a lot of people like to become rich on the expense of other people. Right. Yeah, the exploitation of other people. I mean, yeah. right. Right. So so I would say first find out what you would do without getting paid to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And what is what is your happy? What is your happy? And again, it can evolve right from 15 to 20, Absolutely. 20 to 25 yeah. to 30. I'm not saying that don't go for money. I'm not saying those things, but you got to really find out exactly what you are willing to do when it's hard. Right. Because whatever right. you're going to do, it's going to get really hard. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Doors are going to close. Doors yeah. are going to close. Relationships will fail. But you have to understand what's your end goal. Right. So for me, basketball uh, and becoming my best version of basketball be, helped me become who I am. And I'm still evolving as a human being. But I knew what to get to the sport that only 5000 people played in uh, in the last 75 years. I had to do things that 99.9% .9 of people don't do. And that's every single day working out. That's every single day studying. That's every single day taking this, you know, the grunts and the bruises and the fears and the scarcity and all those different things. And I bottled it up. I became friends with all those insecurities. And then now we talk on a daily basis because when I'm doing now, becoming uh, the, what I'm doing now, right, whether it's a single father, whether it's um, entrepreneur to do X, Y, and Z, businessman, it's still the same fears that I yeah. uh, when it when I was a basketball player. So right. I know them, and they they're telling me, "Listen, 
we we don't you know fear when I'm talking to fear, fear is like listen, you know me. You know I'm gonna <laughs> right? put it's this, like come yeah. over here. Come yeah, over you know, here. Hang you know, out with me. Put this in your head, but you know what to do. I got somebody else I need to torture. Do what you gotta do, right? So now you can have you can have bad friends that want you to do good things, right? And my I call them my bad friends. You can have bad friends that want you to do good things because they already saw you succeed. Yeah, yeah. Right? They motivate so, you even more. They like the fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, I think you embrace those you embrace those insecurities, understand those insecurities. And then once they become really bold and when they can become really thick with inside oneself, that's when you keep pushing forward, right? It's like the second win in sports. You get really tired in the beginning and before you know it, you know, you have your second win and now I can push through for another you know, hour or so. I tell people this all the time when I speak around the country. I said, everything in life is hard. Everything in life is hard. Um, what you want to do is you want you want to make hard easy. And what do I mean by that? A professional athlete, just say a professional athlete, soccer, baseball, football, hockey, basketball, it does boxing, it doesn't matter. If I went into a boxing ring, Never boxed before. And I went to a box. I was just shadow boxing. And I went up against someone. He punched me in my face. Oof. Right. I got <laughs> to figure it out right away. If I'm on that football field and no one never touched me before, and all of a sudden this big kid's coming around the corner, he smashes me. Oof. Yep. What do right? I got to do? <laughs> yeah. Basketball, soccer, it doesn't matter what it is. Everything is hard. But professionals. Sarah, when she writes, Sarah, when she does things, Elon Musk, this person, that person, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, all those people, when those things happen, the difference between them and you is that they practice it so much and they they fought through that, that they make hard, because it's all hard, they just make yeah. hard look easy. Yeah. Hard can look yeah. easy. And and they don't quit when it gets hard. They understand it's part of the process and that when it gets hard, that's just double downtime. And I think people don't get that, right? Like a lot of times they'll talk themselves out of it. They'll say, oh, well, things aren't aren't lining up. So maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe I'm not good at this on and on and on. For me, when things get hard and trust me, shit gets hard fucking way more often than <laughs> I would like to admit. Like that's just yeah. life. Like it is. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been doing you know this for six years. It has None of it has ever been easy. There's never been a day where I wake up and like, oh, this fucking cakewalk. Like it just mm -hmm. isn't. But when I go through the extra difficult times, that's when I know that's double down, triple down time. It's not the time to turn around and be like, oh, you know, like, it, why is it still hard? It should all be easy. I'm like, nope, I'm going through a brick wall right now because on the other side is everything that I want. And there's no way that this is going to be the thing that's keeping me from it. Yeah, like I'm going to double down on, on what I want. So I love that. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. And I know you're working on a lot of really fun things. You do a ton of speaking. Um, you have a podcast uh, that you're working on. Where can everybody go follow you, support you um, and learn yeah. from you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm actually working on programs now. Uh, and master classes. I'm really excited about that. And we have to talk actually about the book, uh, Purpose Before Ego. I have a lot of stuff written at the moment, but uh, they can find me on Instagram. Um, actually, I'm, I'm usually all, only on Instagram. I'm, I'm trying to broaden that out more. Um, stop being so old. Um, <laughs> I mean, Instagram guys. is still my only yeah. social media love. So. Yeah. yeah. So find me on Instagram, Katino's 
C-U-T-T-I-N-O-S, life, Catino's life. Um, yeah, so you find me on there, and then I post I you know much as I can right now. I'm actually going to start posting some more content just about life and the philosophy of life. And I want to say this to uh, people out there. Um, you know, wh- where you are and, uh, you know, what you are is because of who you are. Um, and that's the philosophy of, of life. And if we can change that philosophy um, and, and, and surround yourself around um, inspired individuals, individuals that push themselves, um, anybody in this world uh, be, be, can become the best version of themselves. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, uh, Katino. And I'll link all that stuff in the show notes. Go let us know um, what your takeaways are from this episode. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, everybody get out there and hustle and thrive. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got value from today's show, please spread the love by clicking subscribe, leaving a stellar review, and telling everyone you know. And join us next time on the Sarah Centrella Show.